Surprise, everybody. It's Thursday night, and it's time for another Kingdom of Loathing podcast. I'm your host, Jick. And I'm Hot Stuff. You're Kevin. You said Jick. Oh, fuck. (laughs) I'm Zach. But we're not. It's KOL, right? It's the podcast of loathing. Okay. All of the West of Loathing fans are also very tuned in Ah, to this. Jesus, I'm so confused. They're not. They're not. This is for like eight people who are still listening. Anyway, sorry we haven't done one of these in a while. Uh... Uncle Ruckus writes, How will the staff explain to the KOL community what caused the prolonged absences of the podcast? As a follow-up, what has the staff done during that time, and what can we expect to see implemented? Uh, well, here's how the staff will explain the prolonged absence of podcasts. When, when was our last podcast? We didn't do any. It was probably <laughs> three or four months ago. Was it? Maybe more than that. We've probably only done like three this year? Four this year? Yeah. So, we lost our old studio, which was upstairs in the office that we shared with Campo Santo. We got another studio, but it was kind of across town. And so what used to happen is we would do a KOL show and then Jim would show up and then we would go to dinner and then we would record video games hot dog. That doesn't make any sense to do with the 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 studio that we had across town because we would have had to like leave the office Come back to the office and meet Jim. I mean, Jim could have met us there, but there's no place to eat that's close to there. Right. So basically, it would have just been like a trip out, a trip back, eat dinner, a trip out, a trip the logistics, back. Yeah, the logistics, the, it got just very, it just sucked. Like it would have been, it would have just like added an extra hour of like fucking around doing nothing basically to do a KOL show on any given day. So we just never felt like doing it. We could have had Jim on the KOL shows, I guess. I guess that would have been interesting to have sort of an outsider perspective that. Is familiar, but not really familiar. It's familiar, familiar, but not too familiar. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we, uh, now we have a studio that's, like, right here, and I was just like, hey, Kevin, I know Riff's not here, but do you want to record a KOL podcast, like, right now? Because we can just walk 15 feet and record one. And he said, yes, I do. He, I want to go into the tiny orange hole. He, being Riff, is uh, is on his Christmas vacation. His honeymoon. His Christmas honeymoon. The honeymoon of his uh, marriage to Jesus. <laughs> Do you think that if somebody is, uh, if somebody's married to the sea, do you think that uh, their uh, maiden voyage is a honeymoon? Do you think if they're married to a bee, do you think that their maiden uh, experience is a honeymoon? Diana Dine says, can we just have a one-day event with unlimited adventures? I'm tired of running out. No, you can't. What would that even it would just it would ruin it would ruin everything if we told people that it was going to happen it would just be botted to hell and back right if you had unlimited adventures like you could just basically get infinite meat by doing odd jobs huh right it would be fast wouldn't wouldn't even be that you know what maybe we should do it (laughs) mega mall writes and these are questions like from like this one's from July of 2018. Uh, hey, do you guys ever have any cut content you wanted to talk about? I'm sure there's like way too much to talk about in such a short span of time, so I guess I'll ask this week if there was any cut content from the antique content unlockers from Uncle P's. There, there's almost never content that we cut. There are things that we have developed that we lost enthusiasm for, but it's not like it was ever complete to the point that we could release it. 
There's like a big chunk of stuff for Fernsworthy's that's like sitting there mostly done. Yeah. Um, and I think we got over the hump that we were worried about on that, right? Didn't we do a redesign of the the puzzle that nobody was excited about designing or playtesting or implementing? Don't I don't know if we did. Huh. Well, um, there's like a handful of like very old, like some of the earliest non-public items are like things that I was gonna do with PvP that I kind of lost interest in, but it's just like three things that are nothing. Like, they weren't, like, typically the reason that content will not get implemented is because it's not there. Like, there's nothing to it, rather than because, like, we decide, oh, we we don't like this anymore, because we, you know, we we kind of will throw anything at this game. (laughs) You should know that by now. Uh, TechRunner wrote uh, in January of 2018... Did West of Loathing have any appreciable effect on KOL donations and subscriptions? If yes, is that effect still here now that West of Loathing has been out for a little while? I'm asking this as somebody who was lured back by West of Loathing in August and now has two active subs in the household. You would know, I guess, better than I do. It did have a pretty significant effect for quite a while. It was about 15% uh, increase after a month or so uh, in terms of both logins and donations. Yeah, do you have a sense of where that's at now? Are we, like, back down to pre-West of Loathing levels? I honestly haven't looked at it that closely. Or below them? We haven't, because West of Loathing made some money, we haven't been stressed out about money as much. Uh, And so I haven't been following it that closely. My only, because I never ask you, Mm -hmm. my only window into the revenue of KOL is I get the emails about the money that comes in from Amazon. Okay. So I see a dollar amount on those, which is like a portion of our is that the subscription money? But it's also people plus who, Amazon donations. Yeah. Does that come in every month? Yep. Okay. So those feel consistent. Consistently good, right? Yeah. Like consistently better than they were pre West of Loathing. Okay. So I think that Right? I mean, to, well, that, that is a very, very vague feeling because sure. I, you know, you, you are the person whose job it is in our company to pay attention to and care about money. My job is to recklessly waste it on things like this podcast studio <laughs> and uh, expensive vacations. I, I don't really take expensive vacations. I did go to Australia. That was theoretically a work trip. Yeah. I mean, I did, I did go to pass a Australia. bunch of work, yeah. I mean, but then you stayed for three weeks. Uh, sure, sure, sure. But I, that was like a week of very hard work. Sure. Uh, and also uh, during it, I cut my lip and it hurt real bad. And that made a lot of that work even worse. How did you cut your lip? Uh, on the foil from a... Uh, Something Australian? Yeah, I was trying to think of... <laughs> I saw that happening before you did. So we're having some... I've done some dumb things that you're not supposed to do with the soundproofing in this studio, and pieces of it are falling down every once in a while. One fell down and hit. Did, Kevin it, did it make noise? Because if it made noise, that's awesome. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, but we're in the black Kinda. as a company still, yeah. which is not at all something that we expected. Yeah. Like we anticipated that West of Loathing would make some money at launch, and then that would give us. In our wildest imaginings, that would give us, like, three years of runway of money to burn on on salaries and stuff uh, to to make a a next thing. But we have yet to start 
digging into burning it. into that yeah. yeah like which is that is awesome news yeah um also we were not expecting to launch on switch and that was a bunch of extra money that was just gravy well we i mean when we it had started hoped to, when it started we, to do when well, it did well yeah like, but but like i'm talking about in our in our sort of oh, long-term yeah, yeah. plans from before launch um yeah our sort of realistic expectations were that it would make enough money that we would be able to to make another game and get it out within a year by busting our asses and this has let us be a little bit more relaxed about the the sort of franticness of having to work on things and allowed us to do things like the switch port and the the physical edition with limited run games and stuff like that and it allowed me to do something like waste a year achieving almost nothing (laughs) (laughs) i can look back at 2018 and i can see stuff that i did Mm -hmm. and i don't like I cannot realistically think, oh, I just had a year where I was like depressed and accomplished nothing. But it sure felt that way. It it is hard for me to look back at 2018 and feel proud of it as a year because I feel like I had expectations of doing so much more. Um, yeah, I like I did not anticipate how long I would stay exhausted after the crunch period of yeah finishing West of Loathing, but that was. Super draining. Yeah. And I also expected that there w- we would actually have a break after it, and instead it was just months of more intense Yeah, labor. just sort of relentless but boring work a lot of, like, that had to be done. Bug fixing and tracking and just a lot of back-and-forth communication with people about issues and fixing character saves and then the the porting work. And, yeah, it was it was surprising how how much additional stuff there is after launching a game that I just didn't have any sort of conception of. Uh, Bosbert says, so during 2018's Crimbo Adventures relayed, no, sorry, during 2018's Crimbo, adventurers relayed news to Tammy that the dolphins stole all the toys, only the dolphins never came up in relation to that uh, Crimbo before that. What happened there? Uh, There was another section of, there was a thing that was supposed to be there that Riff remembered was supposed to be there and wrote around it, but that I did not remember was supposed to be there, so I didn't put it there. Um, Wow. (laughs) So that that was extremely half-assed, and I apologize for that. There was supposed to be an orphanage in town that you could click on, and it would say you you have donated this many toys, and then on the day that you then went to tell that to Tammy, there was supposed to be a sign saying, ha-ha, thanks for all the toys, suckers, signed the dolphins, and then there was just some water left. Uh, but wow. yeah, it ended up being, uh, well, no, l- like we just, you know, we created an air of mystery sure. uh, by just fucking that up. And so the, the plastic was a dolphin, right? The, so. so the shitty thing about that was that it, it wasn't like I ran out of time or was too lazy. Like it would have taken 10 minutes to do it. I drew it. Like I drew oh, the weird. orphanage and then I just like, well, done with Crimbo and just completely forgot about it. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it really does. Anyway. Yeah. Dolphins stole all the toys. Uh, so that's foreshadowing. Dun dun dun. Um, They're such assholes. Yeah, boy. Cavsy says, "Abuela Crimbo has the best Crimbo witticisms." Many props to the writer. Yeah, I'm glad people like those. I, I did not get as much time to spend on them as I hoped, but I think it was okay. I'm still a bit confused on the pronunciation of toilet reporter. Can you say it on air? It is a device that teleports toys. Therefore, it is pronounced toilet reporter. 
Yeah. Event Viewer also asked some uh, questions about uh, the Dolphins and what the fuck, <laughs> which is uh, not, not at all surprising that someone would ask that. Also, uh, can you explain what happened uh, and why d- do not open before crimbo boxes were delayed? It sounds like quite a story. It's really not quite a story. It's that I did not get around to... So I had to leave town, not unexpectedly, but... Uh, at a very inopportune moment. At an inopportune moment, yeah. And basically, I wasn't at a computer for the beginning of the crimbo rollout. And... I had not given, I had just forgotten to get Chris Moyer the art that he needed for the thing that was going to replace the Do Not Open Till Crimbo boxes. Um, there was like a, it's done, it's there, it's just got placeholder art in it, uh, a, a different kind of gift giving mechanism. But Chris just was like, we should just put this off till next year and put the boxes in. So I apologize for that. That was, again, just me not being on the ball. Windracer writes, Windwaster wrote in November of 2016, uh, <laughs> have you guys been watching Westworld? It's pretty good, and there's a whole game designer slash narrative slash programming substory to the main plot. In the most recent episode, in fact, there was a scene where an engineer was showing one of the hosts, the robots, their programming interface, which showed the dialogue tree, fuzzy logic, etc. It's about 15 minutes into episode six if you want to check it out. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed Westworld, especially season one, and I kind of wanted to watch a show where it was Westworld, except everything was just fine. And people got to go there and go on adventures, and you got to see how the adventures worked, and um, huh. and that there was never any, you know, intrigue, conspiracy or, or intrigue. Or <laughs> Do you think that that would have been exciting? To it people? would have been exciting to me. Uh, it would because it's know. kind of like what you want out of a. Would it have been better if there was no NPCs at all? <laughs> it was just you wandering around the world and like fighting <laughs> pumas and stuff. <laughs> yes. Okay. Were there pumas? I they don't know. There's like a mountain lion maybe yeah. somewhere. Yeah. I don't think a mountain lion and a puma are the same thing, aren't they? I, I don't think pumas exist, so. <laughs> uh, no, I know that wouldn't be a good show, you know. Sure. Like, I, you know, I also wanted the version of uh, uh, the version of um, Super Troopers that was just like. Them pulling people 200 over. 200 hours of them pulling people over and fucking with them, right? Like, I did not need for this. I didn't need for there to be a story in that. I was having fun just hanging out with those characters. And it would have been really cool. Like, I, you know, maybe maybe I'll write a novel about a real-life version of Fantasy Realm where nothing goes wrong. You just learned. It's just the story of a bunch of people going to this place, and then they go on fantasy adventures, but they're actually, like, you know, just, like, engineers so and like people who work at banks and stuff going on a vacation somebody's into D&D a fantasy D&D world campaign more no or less. it's reading about so it's a science fiction story in that it is about really advanced robots that okay you know but like i think it'd be cool it's a little rickety and you start to see the seams and you're worried that something is going to happen and that they're going to like the people are going to get killed and then, ooh, ooh, and then the scrappy team of people who are running the park start kind of playing into that. They're like, oh, man, if we make these things malfunction in kind of an ominous way, that will be even spookier, and it will be another layer of fun for our guests to have. And then they will do that, and the guests will be very excited and leave a five-star Yelp review. And that, the end. <laughs> That's or, the final sentence. Or is it? Because then there's a sequel. <laughs> More stories. About things essentially going, going, going right. perfectly <laughs> at Fantasy Realm. So, is your contention that Jurassic Park would have been a better movie 
if same movie that happens, but then there's a coda where, oh, actually, this was all just a, a, a play. A dream. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fine. the whole thing. It, it zooms back out, and then there's Mr. DNA. It was like, boy, that sure was a weird piece of diegetic exposition. <laughs> and they were like, how did you get our faces in there? And then they just go, and they see the dinosaurs, and everybody has fun, and then they go home and leave a five-star Yelp review. <laughs> Good. That's... That's my Jurassic Park. And then they leave a five-star Yelp review. It's such a good, like, kicker to every story. Uh, Hey, y'all, says Kill Someone. Thanks for Crimbo this year. Other Crimbos may have had more content, but this year's contained the funniest thing I've seen in KOL in a while. And then he links to the uh, market history of the Yule Pup. (laughs) Which, you know, I knew that was going to happen. I what what was the expectation there? That my expectation was exactly what happened, which is that haha, there's going to be a bunch of fun mall speculation on these things because they're a like one per player thing that's like right. important to the event and tradable, and it's like people are going to put that in the mall thinking we left it tradable as a mistake, but I know we're going to sell them for a million meat in the vending machine right. when the vending machine launches, and like that was definitely intentional. I see. Um, I wanted to sink some meat, and I wanted to, I wanted to, you know, have some economically interesting things. I always want that. I always want to take advantage of the parts of Kingdom of Loathing that are uh, uh, online and multiplayer and persistent. I had theoretically planned on doing some like tie-in with the uh, item of the month and the orphanage, but then that didn't make any sense when. Uh, when the, when the dolphins revealed themselves this year, you mean when they failed to? Yeah, when they were obliquely referred to uh, having revealed themselves. King of the Notepad says, "Hi, I just want you to know that this was my first bleh, that this was my first ever Crimbo, and while everyone else is saying it's underwhelming, I congratulate you on the fresh, unique direction you took this year. That's funny because we no matter what we had done would have been a fresh, unique direction for somebody who this is their first Crimbo. Oh, sure. anyway, I'm obviously not an authority on the subject, but it feels nice to be helping the elves at the expense of no one instead of beating up robots, mob goons, or unholy abominations. Keep up the good work. Yeah, uh, you did. You definitely wanted a back to the basics." I did. Sort of approach. Mernjin Doof writes, uh, actually, this was just a few days ago, uh, December 19th, 2018. How do you make the artwork for the game? Um, I think it's been a while since. Also, well, and the change it has, has changed. changed yeah. yeah. So uh, the short answer is I draw it with an ink pen, scan it, and save it uh, to a web server, and then it's in KOL. Okay. Um, yeah, because you should explain how it used to be and how it is now and what the differences yeah. are. Yeah, so nobody will care because it's so subtle. Nobody will care because this is really yeah. This is this is kind of a boring story. But I used to scan the. I used to draw stuff, scan it at 150 DPI. Wow, that low. I think. Jeez. Then it might have been 300. I might have been scanning it at 300 DPI. Um, but I because just because this is how I started doing it when I first started using when I first started making the art for KOL in 2003, uh, I scanned it as a grayscale document uh, because there was just much more like sort of nuance in the lines. Then it looked like, like it, it just would have looked like Atari graphics if I had right. scanned it at that lower res without there being any any sort of anti aliasing. Um, and then I would I would edit it to the extent that I edited it at all, and then shrink it by fifty percent to soften it a bunch more to like kind of smooth the the lines out, and then uh, and then just save it out, reduce it to four colors, and then save it out. 
uh, maybe 16 colors. I think it's actually 16 grayscales. Um, <clears throat> for West of Loathing, well, okay, there's a second. The, act two of that story is they stopped making the scanner that I used and future versions of the software for it and similar scanners dramatically changed the way that their default grayscale document scanning worked. And it was just unusable for the purposes of my art. So Kevin figured out how to painstakingly recreate the sort of grayscale tolerance curve of the old system, the old like set of scanning defaults so that I could scan stuff in this particular custom grayscale, uh, but there was no way to save that profile out, so it just had to be done manually by, like, staring at a screenshot of the original version that he figured out every single time. It would just lose itself every once in a while. It would have to, every time, like, a scanner broke and I couldn't buy that scanner anymore and I had to get a slightly different version, I would have to reinstall the drivers and then have to do that again. So I, I didn't want to do the same thing for the art for West of Loathing. So I, what I... What I wanted to do was to have the art for West of Loathing be just a bunch of PNGs that were just black, white, and grayscale. Or, no, sorry, black, white, and transparent. Um, And then have the engine shrink them to whatever extent it needed to and and have that put the anti-aliasing on them to have them look nice. Turns out that just nothing works that way. Uh, And so there was no way to make that not look terrible in an actual 3D engine. Turns out so, you can't make sprites larger than 4096 by 4096, which seems yeah, insane to us. Yeah, does but... seem also very crazy. Uh, because the sprites in Unity are technically textures, and that's just like a limitation of yeah. what video cards are capable of rendering to a quad. Uh, so for West of Loathing, I did switch to a, a much nicer model where I scan stuff at 600 DPI in just black and white, then I edit it there, and it's much easier to edit stuff when it's just black pixels and white pixels than it is when it's like a one-pixel-wide black line with some anti-aliasing around the edges of it. Um, But then I still had to shrink it to add anti-aliasing so that it would look good in Unity. But I started saving. I just wrote a... I have a macro for my paint program, which I'm still using PaintShop Pro 9 from, like, 1999. So that's another problem with this process. It can only access, like, one or two gigs of RAM. And so it's I'm constantly running into, like, oh, I just can't, like, I just can't edit two parts of the map of West of Loathing at once because the files are too big. Um, That's so funny. So I wrote a macro to save a full-size copy of it to a directory, shrink it, and save a shrunk copy to the directory that gets, like, exported into the game. It was so much nicer to work on that, and it was such a pain in the ass to shift gears uh, to doing KOL KOL art that I finally worked out that I could do the same thing to make KOL. I had tried a long time ago to figure out how to do just black and white scans um, to avoid that custom grayscale issue but i can never get it to look right but then i i think it was just because it never occurred to me to do it at extremely high scan resolution like it did for west of loathing and so when i tried that now i can just 
basically use the exact same process. Like I I scan KOL art in in just black and white, which means new scanner, new scanning software, whatever. It's fine. It just always is the same. Um, and then shrink it and save it out as a GIF for final. Can you also maybe talk a little bit about it from a different angle? So like this has been a very technical discussion of the art process, but what about the the sort of artistic inspiration side of things? And I feel like there are there are a handful of other things that go into this that are probably unexpected. Like you draw things at very particular sizes based on what their intended use in the the games are going to be yeah that is a that is a weird so i mean like because kol like item images in kol are 30 pixels by 30 pixels and i have now drawn so many thousands of them that i can kind of just intuitively draw something and have it fit in that square uh when it's when it's scanned how i scan it and shrunk how i shrink it um and that's that's weird. KOL monsters I'm less good at because I've been doing way fewer of those lately. And you also have done some really large ones and stuff. Yeah. Also, those are much easier to like, oh, this monster, I drew this too big, so there's just functions in KOL for like a monster not being 100 by 100. Um, and part of this is to preserve the line weight, because right? like there is a there is an aesthetic that we are trying to sort of yeah. more or less have consistent across the game experience in both KOL and West of Loathing. And like, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't. I wouldn't draw something. And what's weird is that the one place that you can see a very obvious exception to this is in the Sword and Martini guy logo. Sure. Like the the Martini glass was shrunk way more than the sword and the guy, mm-hmm. and so the lines are way thinner. And I don't. You know, nobody looks at that and thinks, "Oh, this just sucks." But I don't want that to happen in the game. Like I want everything to be. So like. For a long time, and there might still be some stuff that's like this. The old, super the old, old Some of the super old item art was like, oh, I just drew these too big, and so they just look like they were drawn in a blue pen. Like the some of the item drops in the pirates, like hmm. the parrot, just doesn't look like the rest of the art at all. And it's just like, oh, this is too tall, so I'm just going to shrink it more. And it was before I got real consistent about doing that. Um I feel like it's more consistent now that, like, for the last couple years since I started doing the West of Loathing art style waiver, it's way more consistent now. Like, I, I sometimes I feel weird about reusing extremely old KOL art just because I'm like, ah, fuck, this doesn't look right anymore. Mm-hmm. And I know that nobody else cares because people think of this as being a really crude style, but it's important to me. Right. And I do, I do think that that comes through in some ways the like you don't think oh this is very consistent line weight that's an indicator of higher production values and care that went into this right. but i think on some level you would notice if it wasn't like that and you would think that it was bad but it's not like work that seems like it would be worth doing in the in the context of a glance at the stuff um i hate drawing tattoos uh, partly because yeah. partly because they're a weird size that I have a really hard time eyeballing and it mostly because although that see that turned out to not be the case because like what I ended up doing with West of Loathing was all of the item icons are exactly the same size they have to be drawn at the same size as tattoos in KOL. Uh-huh. Um but that doesn't bother me because when I if it's like hey draw this item I know what I'm drawing it's this physical object that has a thing that it looks like. Yeah. Uh tattoos i just fucking hate deciding what they are it's 
to me it's odd because I feel like people <clears throat> will put whatever kind of art on their bodies now so it doesn't it, to me there is no sort of distinction between what any other image looks like and what could be a, what could be a tattoo but you still feel like you know the, the well because things, but this is not like heart with it's mom not like it, oh or, if i got a tattoo i would just get a tattoo of a hamburger right. you know it's like this is the tattoo that you would get the platonic ideal of a hamburger the, no that if you were wearing a hamburger outfit but except there's not a hamburger outfit right it's like what does a tattoo look like when you're wearing a christmas suit like okay what's something that makes sense that you would get tattooed on you that somehow represents this abstract concept or the material that this outfit is made of or whatever. Those are the things that I just don't like hmm. doing. Um, what are the things that you like drawing the most? I don't really like drawing anything. Okay. Um, You've, you have... You've done some really large scale artworks. I mean, those are fun. It's it's fun to like assemble a big thing for like a big impressive boss, yeah, or or whatever, you know. And I don't mind doing the art. It's just I don't think of it as creative work. I just think of it as it's so weird labor, and like I love the twitching time tower. Like I think that's phenomenal. Just all the different styles and the fact that they all sort of stack on top of each other and look like a coherent whole even though you've been adding to it slowly over years yeah that's okay I mean it's cool I guess I can look at it and think oh it's cool that I did that but it's not like I don't I don't ever draw for fun hmm. like I just would not like I'll write I mean I would argue like so Twitter like I, I write f- f- text that I think is funny for fun all the time like I would just do that I program for fun you, I would never I would not draw for fun didn't you do a like a cartoon a day for a little I tried but I could never stick with it because I just didn't enjoy it 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 was just like Hmm. it it was just like a chore it was more like you know like doing push ups or whatever like I just like any excuse to not do it and I won't Um, and I always when there's like a bunch of art left on some game project I always kind of dread it and then once I get going, I, I end up really satisfied with the amount of work that I'm able to get done when I just spend a day drawing. But that feels like a wasted. It feels like a day that I'm not adding anything to the game because I'm just having to catch up on this. I feel like we're probably like one solid art day away from the DLC. Being done with the DLC. Yeah, I think yeah. that's probably true. Because it's just like I was under like I got it to the point where I was like, all right, I'm not immediately aware of anything else that has to be drawn for this. So if you right. see something else, write it down as missing art because now I now I don't know. There's there's nothing left on my list of right. things I have to draw. Um, but yeah, uh, I use a Pilot Precise V5 pen. Uh, this like premium HP laser jet paper that I hmm. like that doesn't have any bleed. Um, which does, does that mean you also have to be careful about smudging? I uh, just am okay. kind of innately. I mean, I could correct it. I could edit it, right? Everything sure. gets scanned. But, but yeah, I mean, because it's, it's like liquid ink, right? It's a rollerball pen, so it takes a minute to dry. But I just tend to draw things from upper left to lower right as a result of that. Um, I use... And you're right-handed. More, I am right-handed. More... Uh, more so now. I didn't used to always use this, but now I always do because for West of Loathing, if I try to draw 
a horizontal line, it is always slanted from lower right to upper left, like real significantly, no matter how hard I try. And that looked really bad with stuff in West of Loathing because those things were at a much larger scale and they were... repeat. And and what? And we had to like tile them. Oh yeah, they had to tile. (laughs) Um, And uh, also... The art for West of Loathing, everything is kind of at human scale. There is nothing in KOL hmm. that is drawn at the scale of player avatars. Like, items are all too small. and Not always, but a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on what it is, right? If it's like... Hats are sometimes a about the ring, right size. it's way too big, right? Sure. But, but yeah, like, yeah. generally speaking, like... Um, or, yeah, I guess items are either way too big or way too small. But there's yeah. no cons- there is no consideration of making right uh, and item icons in west of loathing are the same but like the fact that you can actually see hats and see weapons being held meant that it was i had to actually draw those things at the scale of the player buildings and other characters and stuff all had to be drawn at the scale of a character and that means that's like not a style that i was used to at all i'd never drawn a building in kol where the door was like a hundred pixels wide uh-huh. in a K- right so those that was just like a hundred percent novel territory um so I use this light box that Roy, the pretentious artist, made me for Christmas like 10 years ago or something. Uh, and It's like a clipboard? Yeah, it's a, it's a light box with a clip that's also a clipboard, basically. Yeah. Um, and I use this graph paper that I've printed out. Uh, there was a, a website that would let you do graph paper at any resolution, and it would make a PDF so of exists. it yeah, yeah, that you can print out. And so... I just have a PDF of this saved uh, that is just very small. Like, if you want to see the size of the graph paper, look at, like, the 8-bit monsters because that was, like, one of the first things that I – so that's actually, like, a pixel at a time is the granularity of that, Uh, especially the newer ones like the uh, Regret Man and uh, Fear Man and stuff or uh, Vanya's Castle. And you leave that underneath while you're drawing all the time? Now I do, yeah. Yeah. I don't always Even turn the lo- West of Loathing yeah, stuff? Absolutely. I, 100% of West of Loathing stuff because it was very important that horizontal lines actually be horizontal oh, so that's, for West that's of That's a lot more about having solid horizontal and vertical lines as opposed to scale. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I did, for drawing hats, I had to... Also, it's weird. What I really would like is a transparency with uh, the player avatar at scale of the drawings i see right it would be hard to reconstruct that like what i had to do when i was drawing all of the hat sprites for west of loathing was i just drew i have this like some of those little templates that are like every kind of every size circle you know on a little protractor looking thing um i just drew every size circle that i thought was anywhere near the size of the player character's head and then scanned it and then brought in the full-size art for the player character, saw which one matched the head, <laughs> then wrote down which one that was on the thing, and then I just made a sheet of paper that was 30 of those uh-huh. that I could then put underneath the paper to draw hats on top of through with a light box. Um, I would like to have a scale transparency of the player avatar just so that I could be like, fuck, I don't remember how big and like how big is a piece of furniture. You know, I kind of have a sense of it, but then I end up having to do a lot of editing. Like I just drag the player into the art as I'm editing it so that I can see how it's going to be sized relative to that. And does it matter? Like, 
I guess because everything scales the same way, like if the if the furniture is further back in the scene rather than close to the camera in the scene, it doesn't matter because it should it, as long as it matches the. the it's the same sprite, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's the same sprite, and we, Victor and I, spent a you know a few hours in the early like the very first like week that we were making the West of Loathing engine, like figuring out like okay, this is the camera depth of field. This is how much distance there is this is the angle everything is at to where it's like how much shorter should the player be when they're at the back of the scene versus at the front of the scene and we just like messed with it until we got it where i was happy with it right because it was like i was like well okay basically i want the horizon to be a third of the way up from the bottom of the screen and for when the player is in the front for them to be maybe one and a half times as tall in pixels as they are when they're in the back. And so it was just a matter of like messing with proportions. And, you know, we, the, that's why we wound up with that thing where it's like, well, all of the all of the players are bent backwards at like 15 degrees to match the camera of the can the everything in the scene to match the camera uh, angle of the camera, the camera of the kangle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, we should we should like take a. A f- like a West of Loathing scene in motion and then rotate the camera. Rotate the camera, degrees. yeah. That would be kind of yeah. neat. It's, so, but then we would end up with these fucked up problems where it's like, ah, shit, if you put something on the back wall, because the back wall is not... The, Real. The ba- yeah, well, the back wall is, like, it's... But the back wall is not angled because then it looks wrong when it scrolls. Right. Right. right? Uh, but if you put something on the back wall but don't tell it not to tilt it to the camera, then, like, a painting on the wall will slowly slide past right. the beams when you move uh, because it's tilted and being drawn in a sort of a geometrically impossible way. Like, you couldn't... You wouldn't be able to see it if the if the wall actually occluded the thing that was behind it right. because of the camera tilt. Anyway, um, that was a lot of... Uh, that was a lot of talk. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think I, people are are super interested in in how you do all of this stuff and and like where you get the inspiration from it too as well. Grundleshunt writes a standing request for all new items of the month. As a guy who doesn't really play so much anymore, but misses the design discussions, can you talk about the recent monthly items? Who designed them? How they came about? And what makes them interesting? Um, I think once Riff is back, maybe next week or the week after, we'll do a year in review of the. Maybe we get CD Meyer on the show. Yeah. for that because I think like yeah, he's yeah. he's been really driving a lot of the KOL stuff lately. So it'd be important to have him chatting. Uh, Nukeboy1313 says, Hello, people that most likely exist. Ah, shit. What have I done? What have I done? (laughs) You've just proven that we don't exist. (laughs) Good. Weird. Something just happened with the... Did it Safari on the... Now I'm having to, like, scroll so far down. <laughs> Did it run out of memory? <laughs> okay. Uh, we're looking to make a full-scale replication of KOL in Minecraft and stream it. We thought we should ask, seeing as it's your intellectual property. Yeah, as long as you're not making money off of any use of our IP. How long ago did they ask? Uh, no, end of November. It's okay. like a month ago. So, yeah. This is the first podcast since then. That's true. Uh, yeah, definitely let us know. Maybe send an email yeah. to us so we could... Uh, advertise it at us yeah uh, Yendi says since this is the first time I remember to write in October can I finally get a spooky nickname Yendi Y-E-N-D-I Yendemon oh good uh, is, it, there, is there some sort of 
torture thing where you get bent like a maybe bendy yeah uh, Murunjandoof says, why is there no second chance to get all those unobtainable tattoos, outfits, and familiars from past world events? It's kind of unfair that just because I joined late, I have to miss out on getting a complete collector's score. Here's the thing about the collector's score is that that's a fan-constructed thing. And I don't want to diminish it or the joy that you experience in trying to maximize it, but we would never put a counter like that in right? because we... The point of items being available for a limited time is to bring additional pleasure to the people who are there when that limited time thing happens, not to make people feel bad about missing it, right? It, it's there, There's a couple things at work here. One is that the reason that we can do a limited time thing is because... KOL is an ongoing service rather than a static product. And the second thing is that just inherently, you wouldn't want it if you could get it. Like, the reason that you want it is because it has value, but the reason that it has value is because it's rare and you had to have done a thing to get it, right? So, like, if we just suddenly made things available from the past, it would make way more people sad then it made happy if the thing that they did that they were proud of was suddenly trivialized. All right. I mean, I get that everything is fake, right? You know, like we're all going to die and it'll be exactly as like as, as that none of this ever happened. But still, like while, while we're here, let's no, you can't have the 2009 Crimbo tattoo or whatever. Um. Gina Say, Jace Attorney says, Hey guys, long time, first time. Do you foresee an expansion for Alice's Army ever emerging as an item of the month? Ye Wizard Shack Game Shop could sure use the business. I don't think the robots buy much. Um, no. We tossed around that idea yeah. a bunch of times and couldn't really ever figure out how to make it work as, a, as an item of the month. As a, especially as a satisfying thing. It was... Because it had to, like, make sense and it had to be something that you'd need to buy if you... Like... It would need to be desirable to buyers both who had the original one and who didn't have the original one, which that's already just like an extremely difficult problem to solve in its context. Uh, there would have to be enough ideas for new Alice's Army cards for that to have been a thing, right? And it's a pretty simple rule set. Like, we, I think we came up with like three satisfying additional cards. additional kinds of cards but then yeah. you know you need at least 15 or 20 maybe to yeah. to really make that possibility space worth exploring Noobsaw says, I'm frustrated at the lack of options concerning getting healing items for the shadow. If I forget to get war items, there's really nothing easily available and gulp latte does nada. Yeah, we I think I went through recently and added all of the recent healing items that didn't work on the Shadow, because that's still just like a very old hard-coded list in the fight script. Um, I mean, it is a sort of like an expertise gap, right? Like, you can just go get... You can find like, if you have a few items. hundred turns, you can just go get some massage oil, right? Or if you're not in Ronin, you can just go to the mall, and there's tons of things that you can buy 
very, very cheaply that would work for this. I, I don't really want there to be easily accessible items that work for that fight in a very limited resources run because then it's just you don't have to do anything hard or be any good to be able to get through it quickly right so i don't want to it's possible that it it could be better and still satisfy that requirement um i'll ask dev Use, reading questions on a computer is way better because when I mark when I archive a question, it now takes so long to reload because there are so many questions in the queue. Something that I maybe ought to do is just read the first five thousand questions that are in this list, see if there are any that I want to prioritize, and then archive all of them uh, because <laughs> there are a lot of questions in this thing. Uh, JQ uh, JXQZ says, "Who are these guys?" and then links to the uh, slot machine uh, that. Uh, was on asymmetric.net and I just made the slot machine where the the pictures were just like I had scanned this photograph that I took with some friends of mine at a party where we were all like I think we put the camera on the floor and all looked down at it and so we're all at a different angle but it was uh, it was me and my friend uh, Josh Thompson and my friend Ryan Corkle and my friend Pat Kewen, I think was his last name, and my friend Gary. Fuck. It's an awkward last name. Fuck. What is Gary's last name? I don't remember Gary's last name. Anyway, they were basically the, like these guys that I drank with when I was like twenty. Um. A, a lot. Boy, we drank a lot. That was. Was that the group that you went to the bar and ordered the tray of? No, that was just me and Roy. <laughs> It was literally when when I when I ordered forty of every beer that they, it was yeah. nickel it was nickel beer night yeah oh and I, it was you guys want anything for last call and I said yes I want forty of every beer you have and I gave her eight dollars um, wow that was just me and Roy okay good I think we finished him a fourteen says <laughs> if you designed the Oasis today would it reference the same bands yeah I mean I think so because it's about bands that are like Oasis right it's right. not like bands that serve the present historical context that oasis served like all those bands were old when we wrote the oasis right yeah um you know i mean sort of like man that like josh uh coming up with what was happening in the the protesters of the the zeppelin protesters was so fucking good that was such a like having those be like 70s like I don't know what do you even call that? What kind of band is the Eagles? It's not know. they're not like Prague. They're not Prague at all, right? Like Pink Floyd. Would you would you call Prague Pink Floyd Rock? Prague sort of. Yeah. Rush is Prague Rock, right? Like yeah. Rush is the categorical one. But there's like the Eagles and What would you call Porg Rock? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's that island that uh, Luke Skywalker lives on, right? He lives on Porg, Porg Rock. Rock. Yeah. Good. Uh yeah, like the the Eagles and Leonard Skinner and and I mean, Fleetwood Mac doesn't super belong in that category, but anyway, just like seventies rock bands, um, you know. That's I wouldn't update that just because it's ten years later because the seventies was already a long fucking time ago. But I don't know. I mean, I guess I see your I see the point of the question. Um, I I think you know I better 
a better angle and this might be like what would be some cool genres of humor that we would try to come up with now and that's a that's a good question uh, the Kathrivan says, will we ever see the fever jungle finally put into its rightful place between the Black Forest and Whitey's Grove? I, while I do think that that is a very funny joke and it's fine to, like, talk about, right? And I don't think there's anybody that I wouldn't tell that because I don't think that it is, like, fundamentally, like, harmful or, like, oh, this is a racist joke, right? Like, it's a... I think that that is a joke that I would tell a black friend and not feel bad about. But once you put it down on paper, yeah. Once it become once it is the text of a work, I think it's out of your hands in a way that I'm not comfortable with. And so I will not. Uh, I will not put that in. Also, like, what's in there? I mean, I guess there could be like zebras and tsetse flies. Well, but that, yeah, I mean, is it is it a jungle? Is it a thing about a mixing of black and white? That, like, I think you just go with. I think you if it was up, just, I think you go into the fever thing. I if it was just, just literally like, a, a black, like these are like these are there's like a, a nun uh, with a spear through her head, <laughs> just the a black, newspaper, the, the black and white red all over. Yeah, just the the. Huh. Uh, a penguin, a communist yeah. penguin. The, I mean, I guess the nun was not red all over. It's like, what's black and white and has trouble going through a revolving door? Right. A nun with a spear through it. What a fucked up joke. Like, yeah. it's, it could be, why wasn't a priest with a, a mime with a spear through his head? Why a nun? Like, jokes about nuns are supposed to be about them fucking or whatever, right? Or like, like not knowing, like, Same se- secretly perverse or, yeah. you know, it's the cobblestones or... Uh, you know, pissed in the holy water, whatever. Like, it's supposed to be, like, prurient jokes about nuns, right? Like, not... As like, opposed to, like, vi- like objects vi- of violence. Violence against nuns? Who the fuck? Like, wh- like that's not... I, it, I, like, it's so mean-spirited that it can't be funny, right? Like, it, it just seems, like, very, very pointlessly violent. Anyway. I think it's probably invented by children, yeah. yeah, I think they're sometimes pointlessly violent. I like I like that joke when I was a kid. I should read truly tasteless jokes again. I should I should do a Twitter series where I just review or a live stream the jokes in truly tasteless jokes. Maybe we can do that on video games hot dog. We can just okay. review racist jokes. Good. Like the trope of so many of the jokes in truly tasteless jokes are founded on the premise that a vagina smells like fish, mm-hmm. and that's not a thing. And I don't think they've changed since the 70s, really. So I don't think it was a thing then. It only existed in As the like context of, of dumb jokes. Pre- prepubescent male lack of understanding. Those were written by a woman. Oh, yeah? Yeah, those, those books were written by a woman who apparently has had a career that would surprise you since writing the Truly Tasteless Jokes books. But oh, weird. Anyway. James Clavicle says, hey, when is February? Because those mystery boxes still aren't open. Also, much love, great games. I thought I said great gamers. Like, if you said much love, great gamers, I think if you're referring to us as great gamers, you're way off base. <laughs> Maybe you meant great grandmas. You're just, you're just a sidestep that whole question. <laughs> 
Salmonella says, oh, that's a pretty good name. Like a, you're like a gangster. Sure. Named Salmonella. Will the haunted sorority house ever return? It will not. Do you know if there's a way to like open in a new tab in Safari on the iPad? Like if I hold down. Don't know. Oh yeah, open in a new tab. I mean, I guess I still have to like. Okay, that's fine. This actually solves my problem with marking questions, Red. Oh, good. And because I keep having to scroll back down to the questions that I want to read after. Uh, uh, Ali Raza one 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 says, "Are there plans for the near future to implement certain items with loose ends, such as dust bunnies or the Safari Guide?" I think those were all PvP things that Chris hadn't Safari gotten around Guide to. Safari Guide got a has thing. Done. Uh, two, is there any news you could possibly share in regards to planned West Loathing DLC, such as an estimated release date? Um, we might be able to get it out in January. Like I'm, we're, I'm almost positive it's going to be in January because we can't really afford for it to push into February. Why? Because I won't be around to. Oh yeah. Okay. Manage right. it because February means February means June, basically. Yeah. Guys, February is June. Um, Larf Snarf says, will I ever be able to make a donation through the Google Play Store? I don't think so because they won't let you just give money, right? Isn't it like I don't know. I don't know anything about their architecture. Uh, Dr. Ragon, that's a pretty good name. Um, Do you have any plans to combat the rampant inflation and market manipulation going on? The mall prices on things like item of the month and Mr. A have been incredibly unstable lately. I mean, I don't know that it's market manipulation. We We looked into it and it's not... Okay, rather, I don't know that it is like uh, covert market manipulation, right? I think it's just it's just a slightly Overt unstable <laughs> it's a slightly unstable economy being it's used just it's mirroring an, the real world. Did you see it's today's an economy Dow bump? I didn't. didn't went up five percent. Up went up 5%, a thousand no. points. Huh. Today. I should have I should have invested all my money into the yesterday. Dow yesterday and then sold it all today. Sure. Sold all my money. Uh, Granite Grizz says, what's your favorite new item slash adventure released in the last three months? I'm assuming that that was a mean-spirited trick question because we had not released any new items or adventures in the last three months. Um, I kind of liked the ma- mask thing. The challenge path. The challenge path. Yeah, yeah, I was happy with that. I don't think that was in the last three months. Do we do we have a plan for February's challenge path? Last minute panic. Okay. Uh, Blue Moon Portal of Presence says, will any more meat farming locations ever be introduced into the game? Uh, Maybe on purpose. The whole game is kind of a meat farming location. Yeah, I mean, but we, so like, uh, Barf Mountain was was an intentional, like, meat farming zone that was added. We haven't really added one since then, have we? I mean, I guess maybe the, something in the, something in that 70s volcano was kind of meant to compete with Barf Mountain. That 70s volcano was really good. Your idea to have the quest hub be like the gorilla oh, women's yeah. lib that, like because it was just like a thing about the 70s that I don't I never think of like I never associate like I don't know the Black Panthers with the 70s even though that's right. like clearly a thing in the 70s right but it's like like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have done that right I would never have made the movie Black Klansmen into a KOL zone because who um, Boots Riley would have been mad Sure. <laughs> Not communist enough. I think that would be Boots Riley's criticism of everything that we've ever done. Not communist enough. Even Rudolph the Red? No. Well, I don't know. We don't really paint that stuff in a great light, right? That's fair. We never like it's always 
The insinuation is always that it is impractical. And is that just a pernicious oh. uh, little bit of propaganda that we've been fed that, like, you know, maybe maybe communism is great? Well, I think I think communism and capitalism are both terrible. <laughs> we just happen to live in one. <laughs> well, uh, speaking of which, uh, we should stop recording this show and go uh, spend our money on goods and services to... Uh, to allow our economy. good fortune to trickle down to the less fortunate people. Um, sure. Just as the piss of the less fortunate people trickles down the gutters of our horribly uh, income iniquitous city. Wow. The, uh, the acoustic foam in this room creates all kinds of fascinating optical illusions if you focus on a point and then move your head around yeah yeah okay you're not seeing it uh i don't know i'm but, afraid to move my head that fast or that far <laughs> good uh all right kevin thanks for recording this episode of the kol podcast uh the, i mean sorry the podcast of loathing with me i'm gonna publish this right now because it takes like no editing Woohoo! and i just upload it in it automatically i don't even i can i can set it to upload and then just leave and it just goes into the feed i hope i hope i did not make too many microphone noises as my microphone kept slowly sliding down and i had to yeah. crane my neck i think it'll be fine we're the studio is almost done we've got we we bought one uh test mic stand for uh to see if the, it was the right kind of mic stand. It's good. It's a and good mic soon, stand. And soon we'll be almost uh, almost free of the original podcast equipment from Arizona. Huh. Got to get new mics, I guess. We need a new small table. That's true. Well, let's go support our capitalist economy by buying a new small table. Cool. Goodbye, everybody. Have a great week or month, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>